Welcome to Where Does Food, the food history podcast where we podcast about the history of food. And today we're talking about the hamburger. The hamburger? Hamburglar. L. Tim. How do you feel about hamburgers? Tim, I'm so glad you asked. I love hamburgers. Hamburgers are great. You love them. Yeah. How do you feel about hamburgers? I adore hamburgers. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> Just want to make sure. Adore hamburgers. Yeah, they're uh, one of my favorite foods of all time, I would argue. If not, just outright yes. my favorite. Okay. Yeah, I'd put it up there for me too as far as the... Yeah, I. you know, I'm... I don't know. I think there's a, there's a cultural thing about hamburgers I think that maybe we'll touch a little bit on today. I don't really know why it's such a phenomenon. <laughs> okay. But it is. <laughs> like, it's like... I mean, if you get like hamburgers are just so uh, in front of our faces all the time. And I definitely feel like in the past 15 years, there's been a huge, huge boom of of just like hamburger fiending, essentially. Hamburger fiending. (laughs) No, I you know what? I'll give you that. I hear recently. I think there's just been a lot of solid burger joints that have popped up that you wouldn't have necessarily anticipated. And here we are. Yeah, I just I feel like there's just this. Yeah, I feel like there's just this big thing with hamburgers, and it's just, and I don't want it to ever go away. I love hamburgers. I love making hamburgers. Uh, it's some. It's one of my favorite foods to make. It's one of my favorite foods to eat. But enough about me. Yeah. On a scale from one to twenty, Red Robin burgers. Oh. Where do you rate hamburgers? <laughs> Red Robin has twenty burgers on their menu. I didn't know they had that many mi- and their hamburgers so on their menu. So what okay. do you rate? I give burgers a solid seventeen and a half. You don't usually go halfsies, but I'm going to go halfsies on this. I give burgers a sitting and a half. Yeah. Yeah, we don't traditionally That's do a, the, know. Uh, the little half markers. The but half. Hey, you've opened up a whole door. Now I'm going to be do- I'm now Oof, I'm going to be I throwing know. decimals at you. So the next episode it's just going to be like <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like 2.385 <laughs> like, yeah, you know about th- yeah. You know, about, you know, 15.69 cupcakes is what I give cupcakes, you know? That's what that's the next one. Um See, and I'm an asshole. All right, I'm like, so, so 16% <laughs> All right, so <laughs> listen. Let's you know. Let's smash some patties. Let's let's get our brioche buns and and let's let's wow. create us a sandwich, a, a sandwich of history and uh, lore and okay. other things. And so other here things. we go. Okay. Hey guys, welcome to the ad section. I'm here to tell you real quick about. Anchor by Spotify. You may have heard us talk about Anchor at the end of our episodes is because Anchor is the platform we use to distribute our podcasts. It's totally free. It helps us distribute our podcasts to different platforms. That's how we're on Apple Podcasts. That's how we're on Google Podcasts, CastBox, you name it. They've helped us do that. You can record directly on the app, on the webpage. They don't even need a super fancy setup. It's super straightforward totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your podcast or whatever you like to do. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of the episode. All right. So a burger, as it is colloquially known as, is pretty simple (laughs) concept, right? I think we all... (laughs) But if you don't know what a hamburger is... Allow me to to you know l- let you in on a secret. Uh, it's typically meat, typically, but there are veggie burgers now. Typically, um, it's more often not beef, even though we do see other varieties. And it tends to be in between, you know, two pieces of bread, specifically buns. That's the buns, there are baby. patty melts. There are patty melts. So you know, toast uh, is a thing. And I do like a good patty melt. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Well, we can we can talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you zoom out enough, like that's a burger, but like you know, it's also a sandwich or absolutely. A I don't know. <laughs> Like, oh, 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 Tim, I didn't, for some reason that never crossed. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Okay, interesting. <laughs> so You're making my mind melt. So, ha ha. Okay. Hey, we're punny today. <laughs> um, I don't know what's wrong. So, so essentially, since, since it's such a simple idea, uh, that means we don't really know. I mean, we kind of know, but you know, it's one of those origins where it's like, oh, fantastic. Okay. We're going to talk about some foods that are not hamburgers that will eventually lead 
to Hamburger. It's one of those episodes. Okay. So It's one of those episodes. All right, I'm interested. Like I said, we do have a concept at least of the contemporary Hamburger. That is a, it's you know, it's it's pretty recent. It's actually um developed late 19th century, early 20th century. That's kind of where we pin it historically. Oh wow, okay. But again, with all food origins, uh there's more uh than meets the bun. Uh can I can I get can I get can I get something? Good good friends of the podcast Romans. Um So we're going back to, to ancient Let's go on a Rome. Yeah, good friends of the podcast Romans. Uh we're going back to ancient Rome. Uh the Apicius cookbook or maybe it's Apicius cookbook. I don't know. I don't speak I don't speak old Roman. Um, it's funny we've read that we've read that br- that cookbook title enough times so we'll don't know yeah so i don't know continue someone on. will correct us at some point 100 um, so it's a it, it, we've talked about it but it, it, just a refresher it's a collection ancient roman uh recipe book essentially and it dates back to as early as the fourth century which is old as shit and I, it does have i can't fathom that no i can't either um <laughs> So it, it details a preparation of beef called Assisia aumentata, served as a baked patty in which beef is mixed with pine kernels, black and green peppercorns, and white wine. Assisia aumentata. Shut up! That sounds good, actually. Might it might be the earliest precursor to the hamburger? We're talking about a beef patty cooked with some seasonings and served up. No bun though, no bun. But like I said, you know. We gotta start somewhere. We gotta start like before we put on the face. patty in between buns. We just had to serve the patty. You know what I mean? Another precursor to the hamburger um, were meals that uh, that typically did minced meat. Meal that comes to mind is steak tartare. Do you know uh, what steak tartare is, Elle? I'm not too familiar. Tim, what is steak tartare? So steak tartare. It was first mentioned by Jules Verne in 1875 in his novel. Michael Strogoff. Steak tartare is a raw mincemeat. It's served in a puck. Like, it's it's literally raw. It's a raw beef puck. And it's usually it has onion and garlic. And it typically gets served with a raw egg yolk on top. Okay, so... That's a lot of raw things. Yeah, so steak tartare isn't the most popular thing now due to foodborne illnesses, or at least the um, acknowledgement and understanding <laughs> oh, of yeah. foodborne illnesses. <laughs> Um, but you know, Good gosh, it, it's still a meal. Um, there's also uh, uh, two other dishes that are similar to tartare. They're called uh, labscouse and met. Uh, and again, they're they're kind of similar dishes, just from different regions of the world. Uh, and they were, you know, again, okay. we're just talking about early meat puck form things. Yeah, those are precursors essentially. You're following me with the precursors. I'm taking you through a journey of minced meat. You're taking us there. Yeah, have you had tartare before? No, I I have never. Had Will tartar. you ever have? No. <laughs> Will you ever have it? <laughs> I mean, I won't either. But I was just curious if you had. Listen, you listen. I guess like I'm not gonna go out of my way to buy it. But if someone no. offered, if someone offered me, I would I would eat it because I I believe in trying foods intrinsically. Okay, well that might be more than me. Mm-hmm. So I'll just send you. <laughs> You'll send me some steak tartare. Uh, <laughs> report, report back. Make sure, make sure, make sure it gets uh, at least you know eighty degrees for if, like six hours. You know. <laughs> All right. So, other uh, minced meat things that aren't raw. <laughs> <laughs> There's this thing called the Hamburg sausage. The Hamburg sausage and, is that a dance? Yeah, and it, and it comes from Hamburg, Germany. There's also uh, meatloaf okay. and kofta like, and meatballs. There's all these different preparations of mincing up meat and then cooking them. At some point, wow, we're okay. going to put those in between buns. <laughs> At some point. <laughs> At some point, we're going to get there. <laughs> Dude, hamburgers have so, an incredible buildup from what I'm learning so far. Well, you know, like we just got started all with the pieces, meat, but those but we just again, haven't put together yeah, yet. Like, Exactly. The fact that like the fact that all those things came like I wouldn't have guessed meatloaf came before hamburger. I don't know why. Absolutely not. I don't know. I don't think logically and that makes sense. Because but my brain places for some reason my brain places well, meatloaf like nineteen thirty, and then my brain pr- places hamburgers from the dawn of time. Great depression food. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, can, because <laughs> I would argue that the Romans making a meat patty and then that's somehow not just immediately being stuck between two pieces of, <laughs> of bread just kind of blows which, my mind. Which because we've, we know. we've seen the progression of food on this show. Yeah. Yeah. And I we know. know for a fact it that just, Roman they, peasants made toast. They made pie. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. We, they it, made, like, like, we know. Historically, we know. That Roman peasants threw bread on a fire and toasted it, like just trying their best. You know, you figure Facts. someone, Facts. someone put those together. Absolutely, but the, Apparently but the not. fact that, like, when we think of the contemporary hamburger, though, the fact that, like, it's meatloaf. I'm really hung up on meatloaf. <laughs> that meatloaf comes before it is fucking insane no. to me. Uh, yes, I agree with you because again, when you talk, I I hear meatloaf and I just would have automatically assume that it has origins from the Great Depression era or World Absolutely. or a World War food. And you're telling me it happened before the hamburger? Blasphemy! Yeah, there's also no way Throw that the meatloaf up. didn't get a boom during that time frame. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like absolutely, meatloaf and mac like, and cheese. May, come on, you know maybe that was that was the meal. Yeah, they, those were the things that really came from the. <laughs> Great Depression. All right, so in the <laughs> yes. late 19th century, the Hamburg steak, we're going to really focus on this bad boy because this bad boy kind of ultimately okay. becomes the hamburger. Uh, it became a super popular dish. Uh, it's <laughs> right. typically made from fried chopped beef uh, with eggs, onions, and a variety of seasonings. So you can kind of see how how that, that gets translated. The oldest literature with the Hamburg steak belongs to Delmonico's restaurant menu from 1873. That's what's up. Okay. Which, uh, I'll recall, uh, as far as literary, it's referred to actually two years earlier than the uh, steak tartare. So steak tartare was referred literally in 1875, whereas Hamburg steak was on a menu at 1873 earliest known like written things it went for 11 cents oh, which okay. was twice the price of a steak so you get a steak for fucking six get out of here or five cents and this fu- and this fucking thing was going for 11 cents but ultimately it got cheaper it became more popular um a variant of the hamburger steak is the salisbury steak which hey okay we know that I'm bad boy that. Um, Absolutely. And quickly on the Salisbury steak, that was invented by Dr. James Salisbury. Too many doctors make food. Um, <laughs> what? what I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure a doctor was involved in the chips episode as well. Too many. Too many doctors are like, I'm going to make food. And it's probably a part of some diet book that he also sold. <laughs> the Salisbury I, steak I was just diet. about to say. <laughs> This was probably some diet that he pushed. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Some doctor? Uh, and okay. Salisbury, Salisbury right. steak itself has been used as a term in the state since 1897. And then, uh, so by the time 1930s, the Damn, term okay. hamburger steak uh, became less frequently used, and the term hamburger started to become uh, more of a term used. It became uh, more involved in the lexicon. Makes sense. Yeah, and then if you keep pushing forwards once we get to the 50s and 60s, we, again, like I said earlier, we end up just, we refer to it a lot as a burger. You guys, you know, you want to go get burgers or whatever. So burger, uh, uh, you know, 20 right. years later, 20 odd, some odd years later, ends up becoming into the lexicon as well. And then we use burger as the suffix to whatever we want to call a burger. A veggie burger, a black <laughs> burger, you know, <laughs> yeah. cheeseburger, bacon burger, pork burger, turkey burger, you know. So we essentially just took that word and, and attached it to any sort of patty that gets cooked and thrown absolutely. into buns. You know what I mean? Which is an yes. interesting no, you're thing right. about language. I think like that's a fun that's a fun language thing about the hamburger. I think, you know, like it, I never it thought comes, of it that way, but you're absolutely it, right. Yeah. A, yeah. And I think that's pretty cool. And I think especially again in recent time with the, this sort of like and hamburgers were popular, but like this thing, this wave of like hamburger places, I really do feel like the other terms for a type of burger really, really started to come around in the last 20, 30 years where you can start having you know mushroom burgers and black bean burgers. And there's just for you know, sure the diets are just they're so varied now. You know, and, and being a vegetarian more often or pescatarians more frequent, like things like that. So I think that's kind of cool. No, that's, yeah, that's a great point. Because it's like now at this point, you could go to burger joints and it's not necessarily just going to be beef there. Like you're going to be, like you just said, like you're going to have a, 
other options that are available for your protein. So it's really interesting to see how that change has really happened. I mean, like you said, in like the last like 15, 20 years. So very recent. Yeah. But didn't you have- yeah. So the actual invention of the hamburger. Because listen, I've been talking about pre. I've spent, what, 15 minutes talking about precursors and yada, yada, yada and minced meat and tartare and raw beef and no one gives a shit. What we're here for? <laughs> Tell us about the hamburger, we're all Tim. Foaming at the, <laughs> yeah, we're all foaming at the fucking mouth. For when the fuck was the actual hamburger invented? Who the fuck did it? All right, we don't know. Uh, <laughs> bummer. There are. Uh, this wow. is actually a fun. This is actually a fun thing, though. I got. I got some theories, and I'm gonna go through some theories. This is theory time. Theory time with Tim. Yes. Theory time. Always fun. This should be good. Always fun. I do love our theory times. Uh, I'm. Sur- this is the first solid. time I made it a segment, and we've had it. We've had it kind of as a segment for <laughs> I would say half of our episodes. It's un- um, I was gonna say it's unofficially a segment at this point. Yeah. So yeah. some culinary historians believe. Believe, uh, like us, um, believe the recipe was developed <laughs> by immigrants already in America to help supply the growing Hey-o. need for something similar to dishes from Hamburg, Germany. There are other people that posit that the hamburger was invented in Hamburg and then brought to America via the Hamburg American Line, which is a transatlantic shipping enterprise started in Hamburg in 1847. They ended up merging with their rivals, I think, 115 some odd years later. It is still an active line. It is just now one merged line. What? But at one point, this line was as a was a big um, was a big line for immigrants and things like that. And wow. again, okay. potentially cool. potentially introduced the hamburger uh, to the to Americans. But I tend as as a culinary historian myself. I tend. I'm not by the way. <laughs> I no, tend yeah. to agree. I tend to agree with the fact that I believe that. I mean, I guess food can travel here, and they can be invented in other places. But like, it's sure. pretty easy to see how like how immigrants can kind of spin their own culture's food in combination with like the country they live in food, and kind of create some iconic dishes. You know what I mean? Like that's a. I Absolutely. feel like that's a pretty common. That's a pretty common thing. So I really do like that theory that like it was invented, you know, in uh, in the states by immigrants. I um, do too. No, it's yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So before we get into some of the other theories about the first people to like put a fucking meat, pa- I'm 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 on. I'm holding people on a string. I'm never gonna get there. <laughs> We're never gonna get to the theories. <laughs> We're never gonna get there. It's fine. Uh, no, we're never going to get there. Um, so I just want to talk uh, a little bit more about the U.S. I, I mean, it, hamburgers are super popular in the U.S. So I just want to talk a little bit more about the development of the hamburger, which, again, is theorized to be made and invented in America. So industrialization really, really impacted the hamburger steak, which we talked about earlier, its price. Again, at one point, it was 11 cents. It was double the price of steak. But there's a little... There was a little invention made. It was called the fucking meat grinder, baby. And the oh, meat shit. grinder. I didn't even think about well, that. Yeah, the meat grinder uh, allowed uh, essentially to grind meat quickly. Before then, it was literally done by hand and with chisels, like specialized chisels what? to grind meat up to make Shut a ground up, patty. Dude, no clue. Yeah, no. that's absolutely insane. That's bonkers. So okay. uh, the first meat grinder, the first meat grinder was invented in the early 19th century by a German engineer. Carl Dreis. Uh, the machine made it possible to mince meat and sold at markets in large quantities at reasonable prices. Uh, by 1845, there were tons of patents existed, tons of improved meat grinders in the States. And again, they all shred meat um, and they just allowed it to be moved in uh, re- refrigerator carts, uh, along railroads and railways and stuff like that, which we've talked a little bit about with ice cream, how the right. how the um, refrigeration of train cars really, really helped uh, move food along in this country. Yep. And it turns out that beef... And ground beef uh, were one of those things. <laughs> Who would have thought? Not I, said the cat. Those two <laughs> things. Okay, that's wild to me. But it makes sense. Again, the industrialization. Yeah, the meat grinder is also uh, pretty responsible for um, really popularizing like hot dogs and stuff too. Because it just made that whole process easier. Uh, yeah. We also, here's another thing. So we had industrialization, but we also had an increase of beef production and livestock intensification, as it were called. 
By the late 19th century, an increasing amount of land was being devoted to cattle, and a growing number of people were being employed as cowboys. Yeehaw, meemaw. Oh, resulting no way. in okay. the United States. Yeah, it resulted in the United States becoming one of the world's largest producers and consumers of beef, which we've briefly talked about in our chicken nugget episode. Yeah. How, like, we went from a beef country to a chicken country, essentially. Right. Um, and th- I didn't know this existed as an age, but the 1880s apparently are declared the golden age of beef. The 1880s? Which is okay. insane. The 1880s. Right. No. I didn't realize that we had a golden age of beef. I had no clue. Okay. <laughs> no, no one has ever yeah, mentioned the golden so age it, of beef. Yeah. At that time, there was such an abundance of of rural beef that it made its transportation into urban areas, and and that was how we got all these different uh, versions of of using beef, uh, such as canned meats and and corned beef, and all types of different shit. You know what I mean? Like potted meat, all that stuff. Like that all comes from this this time period of of industrial uh, industrialization. Of- and the abundance of, of uh, beef production. Wow. And I bet, I mean, think about that. Yeah. It's like, because, oh man, I'm just curious to think how much beef was being produced at that point because it's like, you know, they didn't obviously have the, what's the word I'm looking for here? Advancements of livestock feeding. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. That we have now. Yeah, so I mean, I'm curi- everything's, I, a, yeah. everything's a little bit more crude. Um, I mean, obviously we probably produce more beef now just by the population increase and shit like that. But I'm sure it was incredibly impressive for the time frame. Right. Yeah, that's what, wild. Yeah. So around this time, the city of Chicago, along with other East Coast cities, uh, they actually became the focal point for large-scale beef processing. Chicago, great American city. <laughs> yeah, and it was made available to the working class, and that's how the Hamburg steak ended up reaching the vast majority of the population. Wow. Which it, it was, you know, the the rise of the American beef dream, as it's called, literally. I didn't make that up. That is what... <laughs> What has been referred to <laughs> no absolutely not yeah it's so again to clarify yeah. at this point they're just eating the patty essentially right like we're right. just Season having the patties, beef patty is what you know, it, right? served with okay a, yeah okay. Served, yeah well served with a kuchamal you know what i mean it's like you know served with some veggies or something yeah are we ready for some theories i am i am lay it on me tim what you got let's do let's do some theories all right, ten part two. Texas historian, Texas historian, you? Frank Tolbert, <laughs> me, me, attributes the invention of the hamburger to Fletcher Davis of Athens, Texas. Davis is believed to have sold hamburgers at his cafe at 115 Tyler Street in Athens, Texas, in the late 1880s, before bringing them to the 1904 St. Louis World's Fair. Which, if you remember, was the invention Hey-o. of the ice cream cone as well. Yo, what that a fucking lit World's one. Fair. <laughs> yeah. 1904 St. Louis World's Fair. Invention of everything. Uh, I'm pretty sure French's mustard was also in that fair. <laughs> I mean, it's just everything was in that bitch. Yes. <laughs> we don't do fair. I'm we used to be a country. <laughs> Man. We used to be a t- yeah, country. Oh, my one. goodness. We should bring... They should bring uh, when the 1904 St. Louis World's Fair fucking could bring you three and <laughs> in food inventions at one time. Um, that's what I'm saying. So that's one. Th- yeah, that's one theory. Uh, another right, theory is, Davis, uh, okay. from the residents. Yeah, Fletcher Davis from Athens, Texas. The residents of Hamburg, New York, which was named after oh, Hamburg, Germany. Yeah, sure. Attribute the hamburger to Ohioans Frank Menchies and Charles Frank Menchies. Wait, like the Menchies? I guess. Those no, people? Not them. <laughs> according, according to legend, uh, the Menchies brothers were vendors at the 1885 Erie County Fair. Then it was called <laughs> the Buffalo World's Fair. Fair. Uh, when they... Ran out of sausage for sandwiches. They ended up using beef instead. And this is the theory. Uh, they named okay. the resulting sandwich after the location of the fair. However, Frank Menchie's obituary in the New York Times stated that these events took place in the 1892 Summit County Fair in Akron, Ohio. So, Oh, H-I-O. Just a patty from Akron. No, it's... You know, it's, 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 that one's a little, that one's a little weak because they end, the obituary says one thing. We, we get like this other yeah. thing. 
I don't No. I'm not a fan of that one. I think they're No, lying. I'm not a fan of that one either. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Are you ready for a third one? There's a third one? Absolutely. What you, yeah. what you got? So, the Seymour Community Historical Society of Seymour, Wisconsin credits Charlie Negreen, known as Hamburger Charlie, Charlie, sorry, Hamburger Charlie, <laughs> with the invention of okay. the hamburger. Negreen was Sounds 15 legit. when he reportedly made sandwiches out of meatballs that he was selling at the 1885 Seymour Fair. No. Now known as the... Autogamy County Fair, if I said that incorrectly, I'm super sorry. To make it easier for customers to eat while walking. The Historical Society explains that Negreen named the hamburger after the Hamburg steak. No. Which uh, local German immigrants were familiar with. No. I'm flat out. To, no. no. I don't believe this theory. <laughs> at fi- no. At, fif- at 15, fi- no. At 15, this kid just made a meatball sandwich. Which, if you <laughs> yeah, want to talk, is that, yeah, is that a burger? Hey, I don't know. Great invention. But... Great invention. Exactly. But he this just is a meatball oh, sandwich. Oh, a meatball a sandwich. I mean, it's meat between two patties, right? I mean, two buns. Anyways. Two buns. Again, yeah. I think we should save that portion of it. We can add it to the, the patty melt portion of, <laughs> of the podcast. But no, he's lying. So I'm going with Fletcher Davis, unless there's another theory. There's another one. <laughs> no. I'm impressed. There's okay, four. what you got? <laughs> All right. So there's... <laughs> There's good <laughs> evidence that the first hamburger served on a bun was made by Oscar Bilby of Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1891. In April okay. 1995, the Dallas Morning News reported on an Oklahoma author who said that Tulsa beat out Texas as the birthplace of the delicacy. I don't I don't want to call a hamburger a delicacy. I but I mean that's the words that they used. <laughs> and I quote I was quoting what quote. he said. Yeah. <laughs> So, Michael Wallace, who's the author of Route 66, The Mother Road, uh, was quoted by the, it's the... That's the guy who was doing the whole... He was the Oklahoma author, was Michael Wallace. Um, he was quoted by the newspaper as saying that he had discovered Tulsa's place in culinary history, which he made while researching the state's tastiest hamburgers. He started at the restaurant oh. that has been voted Tulsa's best burger... More often than any other restaurant since 1933, Weber's Root Beer Stand. That's the restaurant. Man, I really got to go to that place. Uh, Wallace trip. researched. Uh, yeah, Wallace's research revealed that Oscar Weber Bilby was the first person to serve a real hamburger. I want to specify that he says real hamburger there. Uh, on Fourth of July, 1891, <laughs> the ground beef was served on his wife's homemade buns at a party he was throwing on his farm, just west of present-day Tulsa. So his point is, is that at until that point, until the bun in in came into play, because uh, you know, 1891 is 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 after. It's after 1880. Don't know if you know that. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> oh, thank you. He was saying the ground beef had been served in Athens on simple slices of bread, which is presently known as a patty melt, not as a hamburger. According to to Michael Wallace, he believes that the bun is essential. Therefore, in 1995, Governor Frank Keating cited Athens, Texas, serving ground beef between two slices of bread as a minor accomplishment. Wow. The governor's April 1995 proclamation, which will go down in history, is Tulsa's April 1995 proclamation cites that the first true hamburger on the bun, after meticulous research, was created and consumed in Tulsa in 1891, and the governor's proclamation cites the April 13th, 1995 in Tulsa as the real birthplace of the hamburger. No way. Yeah. Uh, the real birthplace of the hamburger proclamation uh, circa 1995 in Tulsa, Oklahoma by Governor Frank Keating. Threw okay. a lot of heat at Athens, so, by the way. Threw a lot of I, heat. So that's that's what I want. I First and foremost, this sounds just like an extra flair of the bitter state rivalry that is Oklahoma and Texas. 100%. So, right? Okay. And my thing is, because I'm still kind of leaning towards Fletcher, only because Oklahoma's claim to fame is just so petty that I'm like, mm, this kind of just seems like oh. revisionist history on, your, on y'all's end. Yo, but, well, that's the thing is, I'm here's the thing. I'm with Fletcher because I believe it is even if we don't come down and say that patty melts are hamburgers, 
it is absolutely disrespectful to call a patty melt at a time when nothing else like that really existed as a minor right. accomplishment. Yeah. That is absolutely right. fucking insane. <laughs> like, I agree with that. No, that's I agree with that. an insane thing to do. The hamburger was invented in Athens, Texas, and I don't even like Texas claiming shit. That's disrespectful. They do it all the time. Like how they claim that Whataburger is like the actual best burger. It's not. It's not. I had Whataburger. L, I didn't even tell you. It's not. I didn't even tell you. I happen happen to be over in, where's uh, the Whataburger here in Tennessee? Oof, dude, I don't know. I think I know there's I think it is. near near us Whatever. down here, but I was over I happened to be over there. I happened to be over there, and I, I saw. I was like, oh, fuck! I forgot they put the Whataburger here. I haven't had Whataburger in like five, six years. It's been a while. It's been a hot minute, maybe even longer, because I lived in yeah, because I lived in I, maybe even longer, because I lived in Austin, and I, there's so many other better burger places. So um, <laughs> shade. Yeah, whatever. Whataburger's a piece of shit. Um, so I, you know what, L? I decided I was like, listen, it's been years. And I'm not one to create a food opinion and never and never uh, adjust it ever again. You know what I mean? I don't believe in that. So I was like, I'm going to give it a go. So I pull in. It's way too busy. But I pull in. I pull into the Whataburger and I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm going to do this. And I listen, I get the fucking I get the I get the burger. I get everywhere I go when I want to try them as my favorite version of the burger, which is a cheeseburger with mayo lettuce pickle. I like other burgers. I'm a big no fan tomato. of tomato. I'm a big fan of tomato, but if I want to try a place for what it's worth, in my opinion, I got to go with the one that I know I'm going to love. And it's always the cheeseburger with lettuce mayo pickle. It's just that simple. If they have a burger sauce, I will say, if they have a sauce, which they don't, they have uh, they have like jalapeno ranch and ketchup and shit like that. I don't give a fuck about that. They don't have like a burger sauce. Time so if out. they have a burger I... sauce... Pause. They don't have a burger sauce. No, nah, no, doesn't have a burger sauce. Or they might have like okay. other like specialty mayos and shit. I know they have like jalapeno. Uh, I know they have like jalapeno ranch and jalapeno ketchup and shit. Like I know they have that. So no, everyone can move on. Not that good. So Continue I just on. so I so I ordered that and I got me a fry. Cool, cool. Not a big deal. I ordered me a uh, a small. Uh, Diet Coke, because DC's the best. You made a face. Don't make a face to DC. You're not a fucking you Diet knew, Coke you fan. Knew I was going with that. Am I doing a podcast with someone who's going to disrespect Diet Coke? That's absolutely disrespectful. I hey. can't believe that. Disrespectful. I can't um, believe DC, it. it's no the best. No way. No how. Um, so either way, that's not the point. So I go, I wait too long. <laughs> but to their credit, to their credit, everything came out hot. Yeah. It was a long wait, but it wasn't like a long okay. wait for the wrong reasons. It was a long wait because there's a lot of people. But the food came out hot. It was. It was I'll that give was you good. that. The small drink was a forty-five ounce drink. It was way too big. It was. I don't know if it was forty-five ounces, but it was huge. It was a huge, huge, huge drink. No, that stresses like, me out. Is, whenever they do size like, this is like that. Yeah, I was like, this is ungodly. You yeah, are yeah. affronting the Lord with this, and I can't. I cannot stand behind this blaspheme. And when I say small, I want a fucking like twelve to a sixteen small. ounce drink. I do not want yes. a fucking twenty four plus. I don't ounce want drink. a medium. Yes, yeah. don't want a medium um, to large size for my small. Yeah. Um. And so. So here's the thing. I didn't order a double. I ordered a single because I don't believe in ordering. I don't order double cheeseburgers. I just don't. Like I, if it, if I know it's a two ounce yes. patty. So like, uh, there's a local place here, Karen's. They do two ounce patties. I order a double. Uh, and uh, In and Out does hey, two ounce patties. Karen's. I order a double. So I'll order a double if it's a two ounce smash because I I know it's a two ounce smash. Uh, if it's a three ounce or a four ounce smash, which is a quarter pounder, if it's four ounces. Um, if it's, if it's those two, I don't order a double. It's too much. I don't want half a pound of beef. I don't, I don't care. Agreed. That's too much. I don't want that. Okay. Um, yes. So it's and typically a quarter pounder works. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm pr- almost positive. I don't know what, what a burger size is. I'm pretty sure it's a quarter pounder, if not a little bit more. Um, it might not be a full third pounder, but it, you know, it might be like a five ounce patty or something. <laughs> okay. So it's a good size. So I order a single. First things first, the overwhelming flavor profile of a Whataburger cheeseburger is the fucking not great bun. It's the bun. Like, the bun is so fucking, it's like, there's. it's not even like a good brioche bun. Like, it's not like a shiny topped brioche bun. It's this bland, it's like, it's like a bland, larger bun 
uh, like McDonald's throughout if they didn't, if it didn't meet like the perfect <laughs> small like McDonald's specifications. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's like this bland fucking. <laughs> No sesame seed, plain, dry ass, thick ass, white, enriched flour, shitty bread is not good. It literally tastes like, it tastes like white bread. bread. Yeah, it tastes, it tastes like store-bought, shitty ass, like, bottom tier hamburger bun. That's what it tastes like. That's what it tastes like. Damn. Okay. And that's the overwhelming flavor That doesn't sound good. Second. Absolutely The lettuce is... this the Second. lettuce is shreddus. I it's okay, whatever. I'll give you shreddus. I don't love shreddus on a hamburger. I prefer shreddus on a chicken sammy, but that's okay. Doesn't bother me. Lettuce is fine. It's crispy. It's it's nice and refreshing. It's good. Second or the third thing, the pickles. Mediocre third, as fuck. Yeah. The it is the most it was the most <laughs> mediocre pickle I've ever had in my life. Again, it felt like what kind of pickle they get? What fuck pickles are they getting? They getting best made pickles back there? I don't want best made pickles. <laughs> I spent ten dollars on this meal. Ten dollars better than I want better than fucking I want better than blue bunny hamburger buns and best made pickles. That I want better than that. And an iceberg lettuce. Again, the lettuce was fine, but you chose the cheapest <laughs> lettuce. I know you. Don't fuck with me. I. I've worked at a burger joint. I know a good I know good quality recipe. <laughs> and I, I know it. The mayo cheese, great. Ten out of ten. Hoping you wonderful. Don't. The American cheese mayo flawless, cheese were salty, the only good wonderful. Things. The mayo, nice, fatty, amazing, wonderful, tangy mayo. Um, the burger Tim. bland, flavorless, <laughs> absolutely nothing. Just like did they salt it? I don't know. Maybe. Was that part of the game? Like, did they salt Doubt the burger? It. Who knows? The most bland, you literally just said that the best part of your burger was mayo, was and, cheese. mayo yeah. and cheese. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. I'm telling, I'm to L. I'm, I'm telling. I, I didn't tell you this. I didn't tell you this story. I forgot to tell you. But I literally, like, again, I, I wanted to try it again. It had been so long. I was like, okay, like maybe I'm just maybe right. I'm just like being redeeming negative right? towards it for no yeah. reason. The fries were fucking phenomenal. The fries were so. Oh, good. that was a saving grace. Okay. <laughs> Salty, what kind of fries do they crispy, have at burger? I don't remember. Cr- it's it's shoestring. It's the it, again like a McDonald's shoestring. Oof. It, it, so okay. they were so good, perfectly salted, and they use they use really fine salt, which is fine. I actually kind of like that sometimes on a fry where it just like gets super coated. Absolutely. And, like, sometimes when you go real coarse, you get kind of the, the bottom. Not every fry gets perfectly seasoned, but theirs is like fine enough that like it, every fry. Is salty. Every it's crispy. Fry. It was perfect. Yes. Yeah, their fries fucking phenomenal. It was super good. That was my favorite part. But like, and, so and sadly, I, sadly, I got the small in the fries because they're fries. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to like absolutely eat that many fries. Overboard um, on fries. I was like, fuck. I was, I was like, fuck. Turns out, I was like, fuck. I should have got the large fry. <laughs> Yeah, large yeah. fries. So like single burger. Thank you. I don't know, man. Like I honestly, like one hundred percent. If you like Whataburger, burn your taste buds. What the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> also, let me just say this: if you like Whataburger, that's fine. I don't really give a shit. You can like Whataburger. However, it is like whatever you want. You know, However, it, this, this is what pisses me off: is to even act like Whataburger is on any fucking hamburger level to Shake Shack. In and out, hop dotties, any of them, any of them. It is not even fucking close. It is not the same. Not even close. It's it's an it's not even close. I'm not even gonna say an. I'm not even gonna say an upgraded McDonald's. It is a fucking lateral McDonald's. It is right across. Like what? It is not. Yeah. Damn. It is not it. Yeah. It's not it. Either way, that was my side tangent. That was your that was your oh, Whataburger my, tangent. My Whataburger experience. Um, I still have I still have more notes. <laughs> so oh, hell yeah, okay, um, yeah. So the official like declaration of like the hamburger bun, right? Like not like a homemade recipe, uh, was actually uh 1916. They they give credit to a man named Walter Anderson. And he was a fry cook who co-founded White Castle yeah. in 1921. Ayo. Yeah, White Castle, White Castle old That's as fuck. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so uh, White Castle started in 1921. It is. Holy shit, I didn't realize. Yeah. Started in Wichita, Kansas. 
Those uh, the first ones. Yeah. I did not expect so, that. Okay. Oddly enough, following uh, the the war, uh, hamburgers weren't that popular, and then White Castle kind of kind of revived it. They and they, and from the get go, they sold their little two and a half inch square hamburgers with the five holes in it. You know, the four corners oh, and okay. the one in the middle, so they don't yeah. flip them. And they cook yeah. them. Yeah, they don't flip them. And they put the so they they lay the patties down and they put the the uh, onions on top and then that seams through and the onions seam okay. through and that's how you that's how they cook them they put the bun they put the cheese and then they put the buns on there and it all steams together and they take their spatula and they fucking slide it underneath and they fold it over and they close them up that's how they make their sliders if you were wondering oh no way yeah no clue yeah, yeah so if you that's ever really get, cool yeah, actually ever get, okay. that's why that onion flavor is so like all the way through they don't flip their patties they steam it steams so all the good. way through and then they and their buns are so soft because they steam them on top of the uh the the grill as the onions and the burgers are finishing cooking and it's not soggy I mean, I, necessarily it's just I don't know. no 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 and I don't know. that's, that's how that's how i do yeah when it's I'm good at, uh that's how a lot of places do uh philly cheesesteaks they take their hoagie and they put it on the uh the meat cheese onion as it like finally as it's like finishing off like it's melting everything's kind of coming together right and then they you know they slide the spatula underneath and flip it over and then the real trick to the uh to the phillies you, you gotta wrap it up once you wrap it in that little foil you know it's in there it's in its little fucking set. what this isn't a philly this isn't a philly cheesesteak episode but buddy a little philly cheesesteak just like sitting in its little foil <laughs> just steaming steaming in its little home that's that's fucking just asking to be eaten yeah that's good as that's fuck. good uh, that's good right there absolutely <laughs> yeah. mm. uh their first burger sold for five cents uh, and White Castle holds a U.S. <laughs> trademark on the word sliders with a Y. I did not know that. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, oddly then. enough, the White Castle building was modeled after the Water Tower building in Chicago. Yeah. Great American city. <laughs> Just more proof. Great American city. Uh, White Castle was also the first to sell the hamburgers in grocery stores and vending machines, which is insane. And they also created the industrial strength spatula. Also, here's another fun fact about them. They were the first to, to mass produce the paper hat. So that's <laughs> cool. <laughs> Things I would have not put on my bingo card yeah. for White Castle. The hat. Yeah, that's weird. Okay. <laughs> that's weird. But yeah, I, you so know, cute. Also cute. There you go. May 15th, 1940. Do we know what that is? No, Tim, but you're going to tell me? Yeah, it's the opening of a restaurant named McDonald's. <laughs> what? Old friend of the podcast, McDonald's. <laughs> uh, Old friend Ronald McDonald's here. Yeah. Uh, so on US Route 66 in San uh, Bernardino, California, that's when they. That's where the first place they opened, 1940. Um, after analyzing their sales, uh, the boys, the brothers, uh, they discovered that their revenue, 80% of their revenue, was coming from the hamburgers. The hamburgers. The menu initially wow, featured, kind of which I'm pretty amount. sure we talked about, the menu initially featured, maybe we didn't, 25 different dishes. And most of them were barbecued. That's not even hamburger. Unreal. That's not Unreal. hamburger. So they revamp it. Uh, they... They pretty much do what they do, and and started kind of the fast food joint, and and that was it, man. That's what they did. We know the story of McDonald's, right? It. They they go all the way through, and absolutely, you know, did a lot of in, innovation and all that stuff, and and kind of created the drive-in, and it was just good timing, man. You know, it was a, we were hitting that time period where the automobile was accessible, like become accessible by a lot of Americans, and people were on the road, baby. On the road, you want to stop at McDonald's? Road, grab us, grab us a hot dog and some cheeseburgers, maybe some spaghetti that came off the grill. I don't, I don't know. That's right. No, I forgot <laughs> they did. No, they forgot they did all the, the rain. <laughs> yeah, rain. they did all that shit. That was yeah, yeah. All right, we that's yeah. that's hamburgers, baby. From there, it gets global. It goes crazy. That's hamburgers. We're gonna go. Anyway, I got, I got, I got, I got a couple things. I got a few things, but that's 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 the okay. life of hamburgers. So uh, let's do that's some the fun life things. cycle. Okay, uh, at four hundred ninety nine dollars, the world's largest hamburger commercially available tips the scales at one hundred and eighty five point eight pounds. That's eighty four point three kilograms, and is on the menu at Mally's Sports Grill and Bar in Southgate, Michigan. It is called the Absolutely Ridiculous Burger, and it takes up to twelve hours to prepare. And uh, yeah, it was it was cooked uh, on May thirtieth, two thousand nine. Why? What? I, I don't know. Who yeah, ate it? Did, did it? Did someone <laughs> have to knows? eat all of it? A lot, a lot of folks, I guess. Um, at 
At $777, there's a Kobe beef and Maine lobster burger topped with caramelized onions, brie, brie cheese, and prosciutto. And was reported to be available at Le Burger Basseria uh, inside Paris Las Vegas Casino. So I can butcher, I can butcher <laughs> the uh, the French because it's in Las Vegas. Dude, no one cares. <laughs> man, you had me in the first half of that because I was like Paris, France. And you're like, no. Yeah, yeah. Vegas. Um, Go, okay. That makes more also, sense now. which we've talked a little bit about, uh, on August 5th, 2013, the first hamburger made from meat lab grown from a cow stem cell was served. Do-do-do. Yeah. The hamburger was a result of research in, do you, ne- do you think it was in good? the Netherlands. Uh, no, I heard it was really bad because it had no fat. But now they've been able to make fat, and they've incorporated it with fat. So that's cool. Oh. Um, and it, it was led by cool. uh, okay. Mark Post. Um, from the Netherlands. Yeah. And it was sponsored by Google co-founder. Eat your lab meat. Interesting. Yeah, that's it. Your that's all I got for Get hamburgers. Eat your lab meat. That's hamburgers. That's it. Again, that's it kind of just blows man. my mind. You- yeah, that it, blow, it, it blows my mind that it had kind of a late, it was a late bloomer in the terms yeah, of a little bit. how it was formed. Yeah, because it's like, again, you we've definitely talked about a lot of foods and how they kind of molded and turned into the foods that we know today. But hamburger, I mean, it was just a patty and a bunch of other things essentially before it turned someone was like hey we should put this in some bread so shout yeah. out to fletcher davis oklahomians um for putting that yeah. together yeah uh shout out to athens texas for and uh, mr davis himself texas and tulsa you yeah. can go eat your shit okay the bun is the most tulsa, important get the fuck, fuck out of here but that's the thing is like they they did have a good invention they they made point, the hamburger with the bun yeah like why couldn't you just leave it at that why do you have to take a dig at at the Athens at 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 Fletcher and be like, well, he didn't serve. He served it on bread. That's what I'm saying, it was bread. Whatever, eat ass. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Okay, well, you were at seventeen and a half. Um, are you going up? Are you going down? Are you gonna Are you gonna do it for the I'm Romans? Going up. When is your perfect food? When is your perfect food gonna exist? I already have a perfect food. Elle's holding out. She's being prude about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I'm really trying to figure out if there's gonna be a food that just tickles my fancy like that. Uh, burgers are close. Burgers are close. I you know what though? Actually, like I don't really have. I don't know. Maybe today's the day. Burgers, it is. It's a twenty out of twenty. It's a twenty, 20 red robin 20 burger. Burgers, burgers out of twenty. Man, did we jump up yeah, two man. and a half points? We jumped gracious. up. We jumped. How can you not? How can you not? It's a pretty. It's like a. It's like a weird comeback story in a way because people counted out the the burger patty. He said, not so fast and just completely reinvented itself. Um, I love how there's four different contentious theories about this food, which makes you know that it's definitely culturally historical significant impact that there's different yeah. theories about it and how important it is to our f- food world. Do you, would you call, would yeah. you call a lexicon? Would you, would you reference it to the food? Okay. Yeah. Our food lexicon. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why no, not? it's cool. I've always, I've always heard the, the Hamburg Germany story, but now that I've heard, now that we've obviously had this conversation, I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? I think we just combined right. stories because, with that one. Yeah, yeah. Because it has the name Hamburg. And and admittedly, and Hamburg like, steak was made in Hamburg, right. and that's definitely. I would say the Hamburg steak is probably the one that leads up to the hamburger the most, a, yeah. as opposed to like steak tartare and all that other stuff. All that other stuff was again was just me talking about mincemeat and and just dangling the string along. You know what I mean? Just gotta gotta keep it. Gotta the shoestring fries. Create a narrative. Shoestring fries. Dangling Tim, I gotta the fries ask you. Along. S- Speaking of, is a patty melt a burger? Yeah, yeah, I believe it is. Is a meatball sub a burger? One hundred percent. You convinced me. You said you said it's meat in between two buns, and I was like, "You right." <laughs> okay, okay. So then, do we? I was like, "You be." I was like, "Big facts, big facts, big facts, <laughs> big facts." You're not wrong. So then. Let's take Philly cheesesteaks. But are they just inherently something different? Because yeah, ooh. it's not the patty. You're missing the function of the patty with the cheesesteak. You got you, that's a lot of chopped up beef. You know what I mean? Ooh, like that's okay. that's like kind of slivered chopped okay. beef. You know what I mean? It's got to be patty form. It can't that's be the loose. solid. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like that. Yeah, can't be loose. No, that's good. That's a good discernment. Absolutely. Yeah. It's got to be, you know, listen, if you took a slice of meatloaf and put it in between buns, you, you just created a burger. <laughs> That's technically a burger. Technically a burger. Yeah, technically a burger. You a meatloaf fan? Wow. I, it depends on who makes it. I'll put it that way. I'm not. 
I'm not. At is all it the first thing that I go for? No, no. It's not even. But a like, thing have I had taste? <laughs> have I tried good meatloaf? Yes. But is it the thing? Is right. it something that I uh, like seek? Absolutely not. Some people, it's like a comfort food for them. I'm just not one of them. And I don't think you are, it sounds like, either. So No, no. Nothing, yeah. nothing exciting yeah. about the meatloaf. All right. Well, we're at the end of the podcast. This is where I do shout-outs and things like that. Um, we're technically still in season two, right but uh, as most people know, bow, if you bow, follow bow, us bow. on Twitter, uh, at Where Does Food, I took a break. I needed a break. I was having uh, a mental breakdown. So <laughs> I needed to walk away from everything, and we had to reassess. Um, so we're, we're technically still in season two. We get these uh, last two episodes, but there are a couple of different things. First and foremost, bonus episodes are now available to everyone. We don't have a subscriber base button anymore. We do have a support button. If you feel so inclined to support us, you're just not going to get anything from that. We do still plan on doing bonus episodes. I got a couple ideas rumbling up in my head. There might be some solo stuff. I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, but we do plan on, you know, still doing some some bonus stuff. But it's just going to be kind of random and intermittent and whenever we feel like maybe it doesn't fit into the main cast type thing. Uh, as opposed to it just being like a version of the show behind a paywall. Second thing is we are no longer releasing every Monday. It is every other Monday our jobs are stressful, life is stressful, and trying to do a weekly release was simply just destroying me. It just makes more sense for us to do two episodes a month, and it allows us to record maybe multiple and just kind of be ahead of it instead of behind it, because it just, it was at a point when we were just kind of being behind it all the time, so that is happening going forward. However, everything else is still the same. You can still find us at wheredoesfood.com. Um, you'll see all of our episodes, and now with the bonus stuff on there. Uh, and you'll get to see why we do this, uh, which is for no reason at all. You can also, again, follow us on Twitter at Where Does Food. I'm <laughs> at Tim Weehunt. I'm at El Chapo, L three underscores, Chapo. <laughs> and, and yeah, you can find us there, interact with us, uh, bullshit with us. Who cares? Do what you want to do. Um, and, you know, tell us how many, uh, yeah, tell us how many Red Robin burgers you'd rank hamburgers. Um, I don't, what's my other shout out? What am I missing? Oh, we're available on we're available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Anchor.fm forward slash where does does that's you. Um, that's where you can find us. You can listen to us there. And our website, whereitisfood.com. Go check it out. It's not really that much, just where you can find stuff. But yeah. Yeah. I believe that's it. Yeah, it's all you need. It's all you need. Now. Yeah. Uh, if you are still listening after the hiatus, uh, yeah. I appreciate you and I hope you can understand why I needed a break. Um, because holy shit, <laughs> life sucks sometimes. <laughs> but yeah. Peace out. <laughs>